Hey guys, welcome to Because I Said So, the podcast where we discuss age and how it affects how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others, and the conversations that we have because of it. Thank you for listening, and please leave a review to support the podcast. Thank you. So I am the special guest today, um, <laughs> but I wanted to just come on, and I know that a lot of our recent episodes have been kind of longer, so I kind of just wanted to have a shorter one and a more intimate one this week, and it kind of relates to some of the topics that I've talked about before, but this one I want to talk about why we overwork ourselves, because I think that there's so many reasons for that, and I know we've talked about burnout before, but I think that overworking yourself is not only kind of a precursor to burnout, but I think it's just kind of a very different thing and I think that they get lumped together. Um, And I know that there are people who deal with this in a lot of different ways and there's several different reasons, but I kind of want to talk a little bit about how, at least for me, how this has kind of worked and the things I've noticed and the patterns that I've noticed for myself. And um, kind of just to jump into it, one big thing that I think I've always noticed about myself with overworking myself is that I do it a lot to avoid thinking hard thoughts and dealing with hard emotions. I think that that's when I can pinpoint myself overworking myself the most. Um, it's when I've been through something and it's, it's a really easy coping mechanism to keep yourself busy and to not have time to think about maybe things that are hard or to not have time to be alone with yourself. And I've talked to my friends and I've dealt with this too about there's times maybe if your mental health is just going through a lapse um or just again it's just times when you're overworking yourself where you dread going to sleep and you just dread it because you don't want to be alone with yourself and your thoughts and I think that overworking yourself doesn't just look like doing something that is quote-unquote productive or seemingly productive all the time it can also look like just keeping yourself so incredibly busy and I think that that's especially poignant when we're talking about summer upcoming and relaxation time because I know for me I've always struggled with really overscheduling myself and that's not always just overworking I think that sometimes we overestimate the amount of time that we have and I think that there's um I don't know I like I know that for myself and a lot of my friends like we lean towards kind of over scheduling things when we see free time like you're like free time and then you're like oh no that's bad I gotta fill it up and it's never okay to just kind of have that free time and I think that there's also for me especially being a high school junior this year not only internal like pressure but external pressure to like of this fear of wasting time like it's college is like to see summer programs or like you have so much stuff that you need to be doing this summer you need to be bettering yourself and blah 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 and I think that it's it's toxic um, to lay that all on us because I think that we're already putting enough pressure on ourselves and that didn't just happen this summer. That's not something that's just sprung up. But I think that, you know, there there's a certain level of balance that I think is hard to maintain because I know for me, I really struggle when I'm not busy, but I think that I really struggle with staying busy and not overworking myself. And that's something that I've really struggled with especially during summers throughout all of my life because I know people talk about seasonal depression and I think a lot of times when you hear that people are talking about winter um and kind of just like that general time period but for me 
whenever I've experienced um, depressive episodes or just difficult times with my mental health, I think that most of those have been in the summer because it's been very isolating and there, I think there's more free time to kind of, just like we said, like be alone with yourself and be alone with your thoughts and have time to kind of dwell on all of those things. Um, and I think that it's also with there being so much emphasis and so much pressure on productivity, um, if you're not doing those things, then it, it, it can be very difficult. And I think that therefore it's very difficult to find that balance because for me at least, if I have any free time, it feels like I'm chastising myself and being like, wait, 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 I'm not being productive enough. So I think that that's really hard. And I've also noticed this thing, and I've had conversations with people about this as well, that our society really likes to push this thing of success at like age 25 really is kind of like the big number that I think like they expect you to have house, family maybe, like job kind of lined out, like things like that. I think it's it's almost expected from you or somewhere around that time range. And logically when it comes to looking at the development of the brain, it's just not accurate to look at that and also circumstantially if you think about the way that most kids get out of a four-year college at age 21 and then several kids go to grad school and so it's really difficult to have everything planned out um even with a job let alone like all of these other things and having a like stable income I think that that can be very very challenging and also there's such a like the the High school to, like, workforce timeline is, I think, very, very skewed because we are kind of pushed into all of these things, pushed into extracurriculars, AB classes, and some you might not even like all of the things that you're doing, but you're told that you need these to get into college, and then you don't really know what you're interested in, so you just pick a major that you're like, maybe, and I don't think that a lot of people really get to explore um, what they're interested in until after they're out of college, so I think it's very difficult to expect people to be so developed in that time period and also just looking at your brain development again like I mentioned the logical part of your brain develops when you're about 16 but the emotional development continues on for several several years after that and it varies from person to person so you are going undergoing so much emotional growth during that time period and you're changing the things that you're interested in and you're changing so many things I think it's just so hard to expect somebody to have their life cemented by then um and it's it's just really challenging and also money resources like a lot of people are just expected to go to college as well and some people just simply can't afford that and I think that there's a lot of socioeconomic things that tie into that and there's a lot of people that might take gap years or several gap years or go to just different institutions who might not go to college and I don't know, I think that also ties into our kind of idea of success in our society that maybe it's like a certain salary or that it's a certain job or that it's a certain milestone like marriage, kids, something and it just doesn't look binary for everyone and I think that that is really challenging when we place these things on young kids because growing up I've always seen kind of one path to success and you almost have to rewire your brain um, away from those things and it's it's just very challenging and I know I talked a little bit about the pressure that I feel um, as a junior and how some of that's internal and some of that's external and kind of diving into the talks about pressure, I think that that's really, really challenging to differentiate because I know for myself there's times when I've felt internal pressure but I think that that's really been external but I've kind of internalized that pressure but then I think that there's also times that we perceive it 
as external and we perceive it as, oh my gosh, my parents expect this from me and blah, 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 blah. But maybe that that's just you. And I think that it's really, really challenging to tell the difference between those. And I think that it really forces you, to, if you want to dissect that, to sit down, to really have tough conversations with people. Um, I know that not everybody's parents are so welcoming and open to those conversations about what future looks like and also about pressure in general. And I think that that can be a challenging conversation to have sometimes. Um, and maybe not with your parents, maybe with friends, maybe with teachers. Um, it can be challenging because you don't want it to become a blameful conversation. You don't want to be like, you're pressuring me to do this and I feel like this, blah, 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 blah. But I think that always coming at it from an, this is how I've perceived this. This is how I've taken this in. And I want you to tell me if this is an accurate um, expectation that you have for me. Um, and I think that that's really challenging. But I do know that one thing that I've learned from listening to other podcasts or just reading is um, about relationships is that it's important to have conversations about expectations. Because although, you know, you can have realistic and unrealistic expectations, you won't really know until you sit down and talk with the person um, about what they can give and what they're comfortable with and what they, as a person, like, are have to offer, really. Uh, but that the number one thing is kind of the unspoken expectations. Unspoken expectations cause problems. And I think that that also relates to the pressure aspect because it's like, is that internalized pressure? Is that externalized pressure? Or is that just kind of up in the air like it's I don't know I think that it's a very complex situation when you have expectations maybe for the other person and you're kind of internalizing those onto yourself too or um I think that I think that that can just be very very challenging for everyone involved um and I think that's true especially as a child um because I see expectations that my friends' parents maybe have for them or that I feel like society has in general for kids my age. But I think that by having these conversations with my parents or my coaches or teachers or just whoever, I've realized that a lot of those are not really applicable to my situation and that those are not the expectations that those people have for me because I think that society likes to build up a lot of these different ideas um, around career paths or what institutions are correct, or all of these different things. And I think that once you sit down and kind of dissect not only those expectations, if they are there, but, like, if they're present, where they come from, and ask your parents, like, did they feel like they had those expectations? Where did they come from? I think that you can kind of dig deeper and really get to the root of that stuff. Um, because I think that you can almost be running yourself on a hamster wheel when you're coming up with these expectations in your head that you feel like other people have for you. And I think that that can really lead to that overworking. Because I know that for me, I've been the youngest child and I've always felt like there was this expectation to live up to because my sisters are both so successful and have always been so successful at their careers and at their sports and at their, you know, other talents. And I think that I've always felt this expectation that I have to be better or that I at least have to live up to them and that I have to go to a certain amount of, I don't know, like championships or get a certain something. And not all of that has been external. I think that there's been a lot of internal pressure just to feel like I mattered um, in a household being compared with them. And I think that a lot of unpacking why I like to overwork myself and why I feel the need to be so hard on myself and be so busy all the time is not only to 
like I said, like run away from hard times and hard thoughts sometimes, but also because I feel like if I'm not working, somebody else is, which is kind of the toxic, like, mantra almost that society has put into our brains, I think, but I think that I saw that within my own household, and so it kind of reiterated that and cemented it in my brain that if I'm not working, I'm behind, and if I'm not working, then I'm never going to be better than they were, I'm never going to be as good as they were, um, I think that that can be really, really toxic, and I say that, and I know that that's still wired into my brain, I know that I still feel very competitive, and, like, things are a contest all the time, and at some point, you kind of do have to put that to rest, um, because, like I said in the burnout episode, you can't work from an empty place, um, you can't pour out from emptiness, and I think that that can just be so, so challenging when you're feeling this pressure that isn't even there, um, but it can also very much be there, when you're putting it on yourself. So I think that that's another thing. If you realize that it's not from an external unit, but you're still putting it on yourself, which is kind of where I've been at. Like, I realize now that my parents don't expect these things from me. And there isn't this pressure to compete with them. But I still feel this need because it's been how I've operated the whole, like, all of my life. And so I feel like it's the only way that I know And I feel like if I change it, then I'm not going to be as successful or I feel like I'm going to be lazy or something. It's it's just a lot of fears that I can objectively see may be irrational, but that I think that when it's you, it can be really challenging. Because I think it's also, there's a sense of pride involved as well when you feel like this is how you're achieving. And you, I think that one thing that I've noticed, especially going to a school that has a lot of high achieving students is we take pride in what we've endured and what we suffered through which is great but I think that there is also a certain emergence in our culture of this desire to almost be oppressed sometimes and I think that it's one thing to be proud of the struggles that you've overcome but I think that it's another thing to um glorify them and I think that at least in my community, I've seen sometimes people um, kind of doing just that. And I think glorifying the pain. And then it kind of comes not not this expectation from other people, but it, again, kind of like this internal competition. And you're like, well, if they're, they're going to push through, if they're struggling or if blah, blah, blah. And there's so many different things. And it's like, if they're going through all of this mentally or socially or economically or something, then I'm going to push myself just as hard, if not harder, because if they can do it, I can do it mentality. I think that, and I see that even not on such a dramatic level, but even just people talking about classes um, in the sense of being like, oh, this class that I had was just incredibly difficult. Like nobody else take it. Like that would be so challenging. And it's not always like with any intention behind it like they can just genuinely be recommending advice um but I do see that a lot where people make like make things have to seem very very challenging and sometimes they are but it it creates this culture that is not aligned with self-care at all um and that just kind of increases in competitiveness and I think that that can be really really challenging because again it's kind of building that internal expectation so I think being mindful that yes other people should totally be proud of their challenges um, and the struggles that they've overcome, and so should we, but that it's also okay to not be struggling as well. Um, and I think that that's something that I've also recognized within myself is that I need to be okay with 
just sometimes listening to someone else's struggles instead of being like trying to relate to it because sometimes I just can't relate to it and I think that that's okay um and I think that that's something that I've seen a lot whether that be in my community or on social media is I think that a lot of people kind of struggle with that and some of that's just a need to relate and some of that's just human nature but I think that there's also it's okay to just listen um sometimes too and it's okay to if it's something like taking a really challenging class it's okay to not take it if you don't think that you can handle that even just mentally with your mental health or with your time or if you think that it would detract from things it's okay we don't always have to take the route of the most challenge to ourselves I think that that is okay and that's something that I'm still struggling with like I still have to learn that but I think that it's something that I'm working on um and one thing that's also really kind of helped me is trying to define myself as person first because I and I am a student and I am a runner and I am all of these different things and I'm a writer and all of these things but I think that when it comes to talking about myself at least how I think about myself I like to say that I'm a person who runs I am a person who writes I'm a person who goes to school like things like that even though that sounds kind of cheesy and silly I really think that when I define myself as all of these different things and this is how I think that people see me then it builds another expectation and then I push myself so hard and I push myself and overwork myself sometimes overtrain myself because I think that again other people have these expectations of me but also because I think that these things are my identity and I think that these things are who I am so of course I have to put every ounce of my energy and of course I have to put every ounce of my time into it because that's who I am these things are what make me me and I think that that can be really, really dangerous. And also, again, we evolve, we change, we have different interests over time, and that's okay. And so I think that when we define ourselves like that, we don't allow any room for growth, but we also don't allow any room for ourselves to just be who we are aside from all of these things that we're passionate about. Because you're more than just your passions. Like, I've had people talk to me um, when I've been nervous for races or things like that, and they've been like, well, if you've gotten, like, a crash or something or you just weren't able to run or weren't able to walk you would still need to be able to be yourself and you would still need to be able to live on and continue on and still be proud of yourself for who you are and I think that that is a wake-up call I mean I lord knows I would never want that to happen um, and it makes me have a heightened appreciation that I am able to do the things that I am able to do but I think that that's it was a wake-up call also in the sense of my identity and my perceived identity because I think that overworking is truly a fear. Um, it, well, it comes out of fear in the same way that a lot of things do it. I think it's a coping mechanism. I think that we feel like if we are working ourselves 100% of the time, then nobody can fault us for that. Um, and that if we're giving it our all, then if we fail, then you know, nobody can say that we didn't try, which I think has a lot of merit. Like, that. don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't challenge yourself. I'm not saying don't work hard. But I think that that can be a really easy way to rely on the opinions of others and to cope with what other people think of you or also just to cope with your own discomfort with maybe who you are. Because like I said, it's really easy to say that those things are my identity, that running's my identity, that school's my identity, that this is my identity, so many different things instead of just being like, I am myself separate from all of those things. And I think that that can be really challenging. So we also define ourselves a lot by our passions, like when you're thinking about your identity and who you are, aside from just saying, oh, I am a student or I am a runner. Like I, 
am really passionate about this and that like what I like makes me who I am, which in some ways it does, but I think that there's a deeper level of consciousness, at least within my own self, that I'm trying to get to know, aside from maybe just hobbies or things that I spend a lot of time doing, um, and knowing myself from my emotions, if that makes sense. It's hard because we're complex and we're very interconnected, but I hope that that was kind of coherent. Um, and when it comes to practical solutions for overworking, one thing that has really, really helped me is writing down a list of the things that I am taking part in. And that can be small clubs, that can be big things, that can, like, whatever. And I like to write down, say, the number of hours. Like, going into senior year right now, I just took time with my friend the other day, and I wrote down everything, and I was like, this is not probably going to work. Like, I can't, there's just simply not this many hours in the week for also me to have time for friends and things like that and things that I want to spend time on aside from you know, things that are competitive, because <laughs> um, I think that that, you need time to be creative, aside from something that's competitive, um, or just simply to unwind, and I think that that was really helpful for me in trying to find out of what, what my priorities are, and I think that it's also, I've tried to work on not always being the yes person, which is difficult, because I'm somebody, and I know that I have a lot of friends like this, who very much defines themselves or has a tendency <laughs> to define themselves by what people think of them. And I'm still working on this. Like, no holes barred. This is probably one of the biggest struggles for me is not always saying yes when it comes to things like hanging out. And that can be a slippery slope because you don't want to spend too much time on those things. Um, like, again, for me, I'm just going to use the example of, like, running and school because those take probably the most amount of time for me that you then don't have any energy or time for things like friends and or just I don't know just going out with family things like that but I think that there's also a certain amount of time that you have to really look at things and be like okay do I have the social energy right now to go out um I one of my favorite people is Alexi Pappas and she has a book called Braving and in there she has this little will willpower kind of um chart and it talks about things that are willpower draining and willpower boosting. And there's only so much that you can give. You have a finite amount of willpower. And I think that things like that are really, really important. And also because I think that burnout doesn't just come in forms of like overworking. Um, or I guess rather overworking doesn't just come in the form of like things that seem like work. You know, like hanging out with your friends doesn't seem like work. But if you are overwhelmed and if you don't have this time and if you don't have that energy, then you're overworking yourself quite possibly by going out with friends. And I think that that can be a challenge because you never want to let people down. But I think that one thing that I've noticed is when you're really honest and vulnerable with communication, that friends will understand. Friends, we're all people and I'm sure that everyone has experienced this feeling. Um, and I think that one thing that's been really freeing for me too uh, in the sense of not only having expectations um, and feeling like people have expectations on me, um, and also the thing about being a yes person all the time is learning to try to give people the freedom to misunderstand you. And I think that that also goes a lot with consistency of character. If you're consistent around the people that you're around, no matter what room you enter, you are the same you, um, and you don't change yourself and mold to fit other people's expectations or what they the version of you that they think that you would, that you think, sorry, the version of you that they, that you think that they would like the most. Okay, 
I hope that made sense now. Um, then you can give people that freedom. But I think that when you're changing yourself and you're molding and you're morphing to all these different people that you're around, then it can be really challenging to do that because you're like, okay, well, my character said that that was probably not the best. Like my morals say that that was probably not the best, but I did that because I thought that it would make them laugh or something like that. But I think that when you are consistent, you know you and that's what's important and you're firm in who you are. And you can give people that freedom to misunderstand you. And that goes with the yes person. That goes with the expectation. That kind of goes with all of it. Um, and I'm definitely still on this journey. I just kind of wanted to rant about it because it's something that I've thought about a lot recently, especially going into summer and going into the next school year. Um, and also just being a person. Like, this I don't think really goes away from <laughs> the people that I've witnessed and talked to. I think that this is something that, you know, we spend a lot of time working through and it has its hills and valleys. Um... And so, yeah, I don't know. I hope this might have resonated with you. And I hope that you give yourself grace and understanding um, in this and everything else. And thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm sending all of my love. Please share this with whoever you think it would help. Um, yeah, thank you.